I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Scoopy radio in your airways, on the plane, on the train. Everywhere you need to be, I am Brent Scoopy Robinson, and make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B, and make sure most importantly to subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast, which is available on all podcast networks: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitch App, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. The Milwaukee Bucks are a topical issue these days. Uh, they are slated to potentially make a deep playoff run, and may even represent the Eastern Conference in this year's NBA Finals. What better way to talk Bucks than to talk to a former Buck? Larry Sanders, welcome to the podcast. Uh, yes, sir. Thanks for having me, bro. Nothing, man. Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. All right. Million dollar question. I'm going to start from the beginning. Um, you played for the Cavs. <laughs> played with LeBron. Right. You played in Milwaukee. You played with Giannis earlier on in his career. Right. At this point in the season, who's the NBA's MVP? Who's the league MVP? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so crazy because, you know, you look at LeBron, right? And I think because this guy's just been so consistent at greatness, and you kind of don't – it's like, uh, we, you know, who are we going to give it to? To me, <laughs> this guy's been the MVP, like, damn there every year. You know, and I feel like it's not even fair to keep giving it to him because it's, you know, because other people need to shine. You know, it's like a, it's a league of it's a business. And, you know, I love Giannis, and I think that he's, you know, he's got, got a long, long uh, list of MVPs coming up and a long list of accolades coming up and a whole bunch of records to, to, to break. And he, he mad young, dog. He got like 15 years to do this, you know what I'm saying? So it's like LeBron, you know, is in a little different position. And to me, he just, I mean, he just continues to just lead and and do his thing, man, and shine and, and, and also do a lot more. I, I think he should get it, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, and next year, if that's a chip that somebody got on their shoulder, then, you know, perform better. 
you know, you know, and, and win that championship and take your team. Cause I, you know, the Lakers looking great. You know, I'm a I'm a Bucks with Bucks all the way. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit more consistency. And uh, I think with so many different, you know situations that LeBron's been in, he, it gives him more leverage. If they play the Clippers <laughs> in the, you know, Western Conference Championship, I mean, I can imagine that's going to be the, you know, they go at home every night. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Every night, even the away games. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be so much rest, you know, uh, and that, you know, the Bucks are, you know, whatever Eastern Conference teams are going to be coming into. So, you know, they got to think about that too. That's L.A. load management to the fullest home, no matter what. Man, no matter what. Man, could you imagine that for the for the conference finals? Jesus, man. That's yeah. the most, like, if you ain't, <laughs> the closest other thing you can do that is Miami and Orlando, right? Or, like, stuff like that. Or Brooklyn and, and Manhattan. Brooklyn, yeah, which would be crazy for New York. I can imagine something like that going on. But, you know, L.A. is going to be on fire, and I can see that. But that's going to get them a lot of rest and, and that advantage. The 15th pick in the 2010 NBA draft. Yeah, the 2010 NBA draft. Excuse me. Yes, sir. Larry Sanders on the line with Scoop B Radio. Uh, Larry, I'm very confused on something, and maybe you can uh, help me understand it. Um, I remember back in 2015, um, you walked away from the NBA. And it was after your second suspension. Uh, for marijuana use. We're past that now. Is it kind of interesting when you look at mental health, depression, anxiety, and mood disorders being a topical issue? I just, in sports? I'm sorry. I, I, I just want to touch in. I, I, we're going to get back to the focus. I just got to correct that real quick. Okay. I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't walk away after my second suspension. Okay. They, they, they suspended me while I was walking away to just How try to that get that work? money. Yeah, I was already trying to leave. I was already trying to get out of there, you know. And then they they kind of reached back on like an old drug test. It it was it was <laughs> it was kind of fucked up, man. You know, to like try to it, it was a lot of punishment tactics. I felt a lot of you know what it wasn't a clean uh, uh, way way out. So um, yeah, then that got released um, into the media that you know I got suspended, but I was already you know I already wanted to leave, and I was already fighting my way out of the. My my contract or whatnot. So, thank you, you know, for that clarity. For that. Yeah, yeah. Why were you willing to walk away? You know, just from what I just said, honestly, you know, being mis mishandled, you know, mis mistreated. You know, you think that you would be valued, and it's such a parallel because you you're valued in a way, you know, where people kind of see you larger than life. But then, you know, for example, when I Scooby broke my orbital, um, you know, I was. They let me go to sleep on the training table. I wasn't given a concussion test. I wasn't even given an x-ray test the next day. And they found out I broke my eye. You know, when I went into, I, <laughs> I drove into, I think either I drove or I had my fiance, or my, my wife at the time drive me. You know, the bus didn't even drive me there, you know, to get my eye checked. I'm, I'm the highest play payer of the team. Play, you know what I mean? Like, it was just so many different things that over time, like, it, it weighed on, it weighed on me. And, mm-hmm. you know, different situations that I, you know, and guys would come, you know, to honestly come to the bus and say to me, you know, from other teams, we have a lot of vets because it is a situation you kind of go, a lot of a lot of guys go to the, the bus to kind of, they, they enter their contract, they're going to go, they're never going to get minutes, and they're going to try to go find somewhere else to play. 
And that was a situation for Milwaukee for a long time that I was there. So uh, we had a lot of guys coming in and out, especially at the end of their careers. And these guys, these vets would say to me, you're not in the NBA. This, this ain't the NBA. You know, this, this ain't the way you've been handled over here, the way they, they treat you as far as the medical staff. You know, this ain't the NBA. You know, this is, this is, they were all, they were all very uncomfortable. You know, everyone who came there from Stack Jack to, um, Drew Gooden to Keon Doolin, um, uh, to uh, Chris Joe, uh, you know, so many different guys, Samuel Dallenbear, you know, um, and go down the list. And so it was, it was just rough, you know, it was rough for me, man. And coming and it wasn't the, you know, the, the best city as far as like integrating culture and, you know, let's mix the black and the white people together. And I come from Florida where it's a, it's a melting pot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think even being in Milwaukee where there was a lot of segregation, there's a lot of prideful segregation, um, that, you know, made certain headlines in the media go crazy. That made, you know, walking around Milwaukee feel different. That made, you know, it, it was the the level of being uncomfortable was just at a extreme high anxiety, you know, depression, you know, trying to figure out why am I giving so much to be here and fight for this if it's not, if it's not taking care of me in the same way. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, breaking my orbital and doing so much for, you know, this position when I'm not getting the respect and health, you know, the concern that I should be getting on the other end. And then when it came to my mental health, you know, if you want to give me opiates and different uh, <clears throat> drugs to try to cope and, and I say, you know, I'm fighting for marijuana, I'm fighting for something I feel is a much safer route for what I'm dealing with. You know, let's have a discussion or let's get to know this situation rather than, okay, let's punish him. Let's, let's suspend him. Let's, you know what I mean? It's just so many different, it was, it was a lot of different angles to why, you know, I chose to step away. And I think that guys can contest to that. You know, after I left, guys are like, you know, I feel like this too. Or I, I am, you know, I'm dealing with that too. Or this isn't right. And, you know, guys start to step out and say, you know, Okay, you gotta you gotta see me as more than just this, than just an athlete. You know, I'm I'm much more than that. I need to be handled. My mental health needs to be respected. My physical health definitely needs to be respected because I'm jumping up and down and running through the wall for you. So, you know, I think I think you know, if anything, there's has been a if not little wave of of you know something from the decision. And I think that, that that's one thing that definitely motivated me to make it too. So. Why'd you come back? Uh, honestly, to prove myself. I was like, you know, I wanted to get myself physically in shape. I haven't played basketball for two. I haven't touched the basketball for two years. Like touched it, like physically, even bounced it, touched it, shot it, two years straight. And I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can get myself back into the NBA. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. like a challenge to myself, and. And within six months, you know, I had I worked out for Cleveland, uh, Golden State, Miami, you know, and the San Antonio. And honestly, I think I kind of jumped the gun. And you know, Cleveland, Cleveland offered me a deal when I worked out for them, you know. And you know, there were still some teams pending and some situations that I thought that were definitely more appetizing for me. You know, Miami, go play at home, you know, whatever. And um, 
you know, I kind of just, I kind of just signed with them, you know, and they had so many internal issues. Kyrie was leaving. LeBron was leaving. You know, Kevin Love was coming back. Uh, so uh, Tristan was in. You know, it was like Tristan and LeBron argued. I was there when they argued. That was that was when I was there. So so many different things going on. And then you got me trying to integrate myself back into the league. <laughs> you know, coming from not touching the basketball for two years. You know, he like it's like come on, you don't have time for this. You got time for this. You know what I'm saying? And I should have been more heady and more understanding about that. And and maybe I would have could have put myself in a better situation. You know what I mean? Or just waited. You know, because I was, I was ready. I was ready to return, but I got that sour taste again, you know, and I got that, you know, I was in Cleveland. I was in a cold city. I, I got that, just, you know, so many different things. I was like, damn, you know, this just was so much reminds me of so much of the old experience that, you know, I, I like my life. My quality of life was great for those two years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I enjoy being an entrepreneur. I enjoy, you know, building up brands and building businesses and doing things that, you know, outside of, ball but i do love playing basketball you know i think mm-hmm. i can I, I fucking team up bro like I, I know what i bring to the to the game and i know what i bring to to the team you know it's not like any stress around that it's just it's just the whole business and you know the whole business of it but it'll get better man honestly it will it's, it's like we're in the prehistoric ages when it comes to even mental health <laughs> people still don't even know too much about the brain you know it's like we're still evolving as humans. The game is evolving. You know, business is evolving. Respect is evolving, you know? So we're just in the midst of that. Do you think that there, for athletes, NBA, Major League Baseball, National Football League, um, depression, mental health, um, anxiety, do you think the amount of money that, is involved in those sports coupled with criticism, coupled with family depending on certain athletes contributes to some of those disorders? A thousand percent. Tell me more. You would you would think if a guy had a disorder, right? He mm-hmm. would not want to even disclose this information if he's in a midst of negotiating his contract. Because this is going to be used against him. So let's say there's a team doctor, right? A team doctor says he's been. No one wants to see this team doctor, even if they're going through issues and problems, because they don't want this team doctor to say, you know, this person has this disorder. Maybe this chair is broken. You know, this product is not as good as the next product. There's a better product that you can get. It shoots the same shot, dribbles the same ball. So why waste your time trying to fix this product? And that's just kind of what it comes down to. You know, so a lot of the guys ignore their mental health, ignore their what they're feeling, what they're going through. It comes out later when they retire, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But they ignore it. You know, they find other ways to cope, you know, whether it be drugs or whatever it is, whatever. Spending money, doesn't matter. You know, but for the business side of it, it's like they almost can't look at you as a human because now they got to try to fix you and help you rather than just replace you which is like what the system is built on, you know, is hurt, hurt, to get a new one. <clears throat> physically hmm. hurt, you know, start working. If you physically hurt and we can see it, oh, okay, we can put a, we can see that. We can put a time limit on that. A doctor can diagnose that. But you're talking mental? Oh, we can't see that. So, hmm. 
You know, it's like, <laughs> we can't see that. You say you can't come to work because you can't, you, you're not feeling like it? Ugh, nah, it sounds like you're trying to steal money from me. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to yeah. steal money from me. You know, it's like, it's an insult <laughs> to injury. <laughs> it's an insult, you know, and it's just, you know, it's, it's how it's built. It's yeah. infrastructure. I, I think you're right. And in a non-laughing matter, um, Kobe Bryant passed yeah. away in January, and Everybody handled that death differently. You know, you saw Kyrie Irving sit out. You saw, uh, for 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 you know personal reasons. Versus LeBron, he played through it. Um, it were you surprised um, how people handled that death? I don't know if that's um, a fair question, but more so along the lines I think, of sports being a macho sport, everybody delved into that differently. Yeah, I mean, I think for myself personally, I was mm-hmm. I was so I was doing so much I but too much coming to I, I if anyone really said any like conspiracy rumors, I would have fought them. If anybody would say anything, I I was just to the point where I was ready to I was kind of just disgusted with people and and them it's like kind of fake caring, and then the next mm-hmm. day you ready to move on about you're like you don't. I, I was, I felt for his family. I felt for his daughter. I felt like his. You know, that's I have a daughter. I have you know kids, and the one thing that we always want to do as parents is put our kids in the best position. Like that's the most important thing is to keep them safe. So I I felt for him in that moment because all I kept thinking about was like when I saw the. You know the w- report of them circling around, like, and you know he is a man. You know, probably had to make that final decision for the lives of a lot of people. You know, and that just that just it weighed on me so heavily. It just weighed on me, and it still does to this day. It's like hard to talk about it because you just try to make the best decisions for the people you love. You know, and that really can end up. <clears throat> I don't know. You know, it. it you, you just. I, I know his intentions is pure. I know everything, you know, it's like, you just never know. You know, you just never know, man. And, you know, just so many where people were involved, his family's affected, and it's just, it, it just hurts deep because I, I, I know he is the only person that could have said, keep going. Right. Not the pilot, not the kids, not anybody else. Like when you're in that position as a, as a as a star, you know your word is taken. Like when you when you do that high up, whatever you say, go. Yeah, you got the final say. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like no matter what, I don't care if the person is trained for 30 years to do something. You know, and it, sometimes it shouldn't be like that. You know, but that marginalized still is there. And I know at the end of the day, he just was trying to do what's best for his family. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Help me understand something. Uh, Scoopy Radio on the line with Larry Sanders. <clears throat> you see guys like um, Matt Barnes, Al Harrington, uh, Stephen Jackson, uh, be vocal about marijuana use. Um, they're, they're retired. Um, you look at Major League Baseball, uh, marijuana is removed from the banned substance list. The NBA is still very staunch about it. We're not oblivious to the fact that people still use marijuana. Um, do you think that the NBA should amend that rule? 
sure. I think the NBA has had uh, issues with image. From the fight uh, in the garden to, you know, they've had issues with controlling the image that they want as owners and the image that we have as players. So I think that at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of made maybe more of a too urban image hip hop thing than it is like, a, okay, everyone's doing it, it's helping mental health. The control has been a big thing with the NBA. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I when I was there, you couldn't even wear the shit that they wear now. I had to wear a suit to the game. <laughs> I was in the midst of that era, like the midst of you gotta wear a suit, you gotta wear, you know, your shoes gotta look nice. I wore Chuck Taylor to the game and my owner told me my DM told me my shoes were too cheap. Are you serious? He said your Chuck yeah, he said your shoes are too cheap, you need to be wearing Gucci's and loose to the game. Wow. Yeah, man. And, you know, I was sponsored by Converse. So I was getting touched for free. I was a rookie trying to save my money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a whole different area now, right? We can wear stuff with socks. We can wear sweats. That's not what I play. So, you know, images, I, I see, I've seen the image control. I couldn't tuck my sweats into my socks when I went in, in warm-ups. Now guys wear their sweats and their socks and they wear do-rags, you know. <laughs> like, it's a different era. Brandon man, Ingram wears do-rags, LeBron wears oh. do-rags. It's a different era. Bro, it's 2010 years ago, though. Yeah. 10 years ago. You know what I'm talking about? That they was just, you had to wear a suit and tie. The and dress, the urban dress code. It was banned. So think about marijuana and the urban image of marijuana. Who's representing it? Stephen Jackson. The same guys that they was involved in the fight. Same guys who are known as bad boys. Same guys. Like, they're not. understand something uh, in the NBA when guys take urine samples and they're you know the trainers do that how are guys able to beat that system are they notified do they do they use somebody else's urine how does that work where they're able to beat that um, well I can only speak from like a personal um, aspect and I personally I don't marijuana doesn't stay on my on me like that so I don't need a lot to marijuana and I never need a lot especially when I started when I was playing it was just a small amount um, so I was able just to manage and not have it show up or blow up or you know what I'm saying be anything concerning now I think if you consume it at a high rate mm-hmm. I worry about taking something to detox or taking something to coat or flush your system out or dilute your pee I, I just never had to worry about that so um I don't know. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I just don't need a lot. I never need a lot. You know? So, right. if, I, if, I, so if, I, if I had like two plus, I'm good. But if I took, because my fat level was so low, if I took five plus, now it's like, oh, God, he did he just, you know, smoke four bags of marijuana? No. It's just because my fat level is low. So, you know, it's going to look like, it. you know, I had to do the research to understand the facts behind why. Things were doing the way it were, so yeah, it no, just kind of depends. Yeah, that's fair. Scoopy Radio on the line with Larry Sanders talking everything from Kobe to Kyrie to the Cavs to Mary Jane. And one thing we did not talk about, which I want to pay a, a, a close attention to, because you're working wonders 
uh, in the basketball world, outside of the basketball world, your program, uh, I saw you doing something on social media in Chicago during All-Star Weekend. You're making people's dreams come true. I appreciate it. Tell me more about your your brand and your program with uh, yeah. showing people that they matter. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, so I started this as a matter uh, when I left uh, the league out in LA, and it was an incubator at first for artists. So I had five artists living in the house, and you know they were all homeless at the time, but they were just so talented. One was a photographer. Um, I had two like uh, writers, music musicians, um, one fashion designer, and one screenwriter. And uh, we just, you know, I just I wanted to invest my time to them and just show them, you know, take them to meetings and just show them a little bit about, uh, you know, the business side of things. And, you know, Ron Artest, me and him, or Meta, me and Meta, uh, I joined companies with his company, uh, Intrinsic, and um, we uh, we just started to show them different, different tools that they could use in the real world and also just trying to empower them as people. But also, we, you know, I had a studio in the back, so it was art every day. And, um, you know, they're all thriving now. They have their own places. They have their own cars. And, you know, since then, I've kind of developed it to a, a personal brand where I'm making clothing. Um, and this is, like, custom clothing. But I, I'm still working with artists. Uh, my, my program is still open as far as you know, helping manage guys in different spaces, like, you know, be creators, uh, feel safe, you know, get stability out in L.A. So um, I just love it, man. It's my passion as far as just investing in people, giving my time, giving my energy, giving my resources, connecting the dots, and seeing somebody live a better, better quality of life. It's just like, I wake up and want to do every single day. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it's the matter. No, that's dope. And I saw on on our Instagram, uh, I think there was a hotel that some guys stayed. It was a video promo you did. Uh, what were you doing during All Star Weekend specifically? Yeah, so um, I have a cousin Denim and uh, Nate Robinson, a good friend of my, my mom, they came out to support. And we had some people come out of Chicago, and I just kind of set up uh, the details of the Denim. You know what I had going on and the service that I could provide, and uh, you know, it's a concierge service. Um, I can personally help develop or uh, provide advice uh, when it comes to development. If someone, you know, uh, your entrepreneur wants to get into fashion, wants to know, okay, how do I make a pair of jeans? How do I create my uh, brand? How? But what? What different screen prints are there? You know, let's dig into the, the stitching and the tags. You know, um, and I knew for myself I had to actually do these things for myself in order to teach. You know, I, I'm a hands-on guy, and I, I like to with everything from music to fashion to art. Uh, I have to experience it myself head-on. You know, and all of the ups and downs and all the emotions involved, and then I feel comfortable enough to like actually provide this knowledge to someone else. So. You know, that's what I'm in the midst of doing right now. And, you know, I've been working with Hunt City, which is a brand tied with Diesel out here in uh, L.A. And then another uh, company called um, South Central Hills. And it's an L.A.-based um, clothing line. Uh, so, you know, I just, I love it. I love creation. And <laughs> when it's the point where I, I feel so good within my own, I'm able to share this knowledge and, you know, there'll be another sector um, of citizens matter. 
so it's like it's, it's, it keeps evolving, you know. And um, the more I know, and the more I surround myself with other knowledgeable individuals that I want to teach, you know, the bigger the company grows. You're playing in the Big Three uh, this summer. Are you excited? Man, I, I can't wait. They got some new rules and everything. What do you make of the Fireball? Yeah, that's that's sweet. That's sweet. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to get challenged too much because as a defender, <laughs> like, I, I ain't doing nothing but waiting for you to shoot. Like, you can dribble all you want. Uh, like, shoot from far away. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I ain't going to be worried about that too much. I got to get my one-on-one off this game. But, though, I got to be tight, you know. So, I mean, that's what, that's what the big three is anyway. It's, it's a lot of one-on-one. So, you know, me as a long, lanky runner, you know, a lot of my strengths ain't like too highlighted within this game. So I gotta like really work on other other parts of my game. No, that's fair. Scoopy Radio on the line with Larry Sanders talking everything basketball. The coronavirus is something that has everybody talking, um, and all four of the major sports uh brands. Uh, have amended their rules with locker room access. Uh, I'm curious from your perspective as a as a player in the Big Three and formerly playing in the NBA. Aside from the coronavirus, were you a kind of fishy or iffy on media people in the locker room? What is what? what do you, how do you see this being beneficial? And I guess I'm curious to know from your perspective as an athlete, do you like media in the locker room? I ain't never really take nothing to it. Like I, when I was, I, I know when I was a rookie, I would just sit there and media wouldn't talk to me. And I'd maybe have a one-off reporter to come over and be like, "Oh, like, hey, I'm doing this story about the law," and I'd be like, you know, I feel kind of good. I'm like, okay, you know, I participated. I got a story, you know. So I felt kind of cool about it when I was a rookie, and then as you know, I started performing. It became a part of the job, you know. As soon as I get to court, you're going over there. You know, I just had 17-17 for 10 blocks. Okay, you know, it's come with the game, you know. Like, I, I talk, my, my family's going to be the last one out of the locker room. My family's going to be the last one probably out of it. You know, out of all of them, because I got a, I got rounds to make. And then, you know, the locker room, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I guess as far as player control, I mean, it, it's cool, like, the players should – if the players want to have no media in there and say, hey, you know what, we'll talk to y'all when we get out, that's cool too. But me personally, I don't. I ain't really. We, we talk anyway. We, we always had conversations. We It was, it wasn't no way unless, like, I mean, we knew when the media was in there, we couldn't say certain things. So we kind of like, well, if it changes and it's better for the players, I, I'm with it. Yeah, I don't. I I think this is gonna become the new norm. After everything is over with coronavirus and stuff, I think somebody's gonna say, you know what? I like this. This works. I think this is right. the new norm. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm I'm just not. I'm just not used to it. But yeah, if it if it works out, that'll be dope. Scoopy Radio on the line with Larry Sanders. What's one thing that if you could go back in time in your career? Stats-wise, relationship-wise, or whatever, your pick, um, that you could change, what would it be and why? So I could change. Mm. 
He's not thinking. He's thinking. Mm-hmm. thinking. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would change anything. I mean, I could be famous, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I had a great career, you know what I'm saying? Like, the game was easy. The game became, like, every, like at every level. Like, I started in ball at 16, so I feel like by the time I became a senior, Three years in the ball, I feel like I had already. Okay, I'm kind of done with this level. And three years in with, you know, in, in college, with the league, I'm done with this level. I'm dominated. And then three years within the NBA, you know, I felt like I slid through that. I, almost, I felt like I dominated. I felt like any game I wanted to play in, no matter who I played against, I was going to be one of the best players on the court. And, you know, it's just, that's, that's it. You know, I don't think there's a higher level, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that doesn't do when it comes to basketball. In my career, you know, I made a lot of money. I was able to create more more money due to the dreams and ambitions I had before I played basketball. So, I think, I, I don't know, I wouldn't change anything. Man. I really wouldn't. I had some What's fucking that? tough times with Kafka Isles, but. Yeah. You know, it's funny you brought, you you mentioned Scott Skiles. I remember playing with him on NBA Jam when he was on the Atlanta Magic with Nick Anderson. <laughs> right with uh, Shaq was Shaq on there too. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why was Scott Skiles such a hard person for certain people to get along with? I'll be real with you, like i be real. I gotta call it what it is, dog. Scott, Scott don't like black people. Man. I don't know what like it is. Like, somebody did something to his mom, or some somebody took his dad's job. I don't know, man. Scott, Scott got a thing because you just see direction and targets. You know what I mean? And me as a rookie, I felt like okay, I'm a rookie, so of course I'm gonna get it. But you know, it's just <laughs> Scott. Scott just I think he's scarred. Scott Scar. Scott got them into some stuff. I think he had a real rough upbringing. And, like, like you know, he's not real personable. You know, he's not real, like, you know, talkative. Or, and that's not that's not a problem, but it's usually something negative. Or a, a statement to, like, kind of lower somebody or... You know, a lot of times people sit out their pain. That's what I understand. People, people kind of do what, what's been laid upon them. That's kind of what they lay upon other people. And if they love and affection, it's kind of hard to even give that. And I think that him as a coach, you know, he kind of like it kind of washed him out because you need coaches now that can be able to be personable and give respect and you know understand and have different attributes that. No, that's real. I, I, had, I, had some, I had some great coaches, man. I had Chaka Smart. I had Anthony Grant. You know, I had a really great high school coach. You know, I had really, a really great AAU coach. I was blessed to have some really top-notch coaches in my life. You know, for them to have to go to the NBA and have Scott, it's like, you know, just don't feel like a coach. <laughs> like a like a boss or like a you know I don't know but it ain't felt like a coach so 
No, that's real. I remember reading in the papers he and Brandon Jennings had issues. I didn't realize yeah. you and him had issues like that, but it seems like there was always some level of, of creative um, differences, I'll say, uh, during this time in Chicago, Milwaukee, and Orlando. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, I see, I was quiet, like I was younger, you know, so I seen him get into a lot of the vets, you know, like him and Keon. Keon probably, Keon has him in his book. Keon writes about him. Because Keon went through a lot after that, you know, after, after Scott and Drew, you know, like, you know, just the older guys, Samuel, Gallimard, all these, all these vets. <laughs> but me being a rookie, by the time I was ready to, ready to pop and I had my breakout year, he was, he was on his way out because he knew, he knew I was ready to like flip shit. I was, <laughs> I was ready to flip shit, man. I was about to return to hell that they gave, you know, and, and then, yeah, so. They got a out of there. What's next for you? Um, man, just, just like I said, creation and, and, and making this pathway, just working on this vehicle as far as like, this way to, to elevate people, elevate life. And, you know, I, I still do my, my business stuff on the side as far as my real estate and, you know, my stocks and whatnot. And, all this knowledge I'm, I'm obtaining, I want to, I want to share it. You know, I want to be able to work with a college athlete and different guys who, you know, are on their way of retirement. You know, ready for that second chance in life. I mean, that's, oh, I'm sorry, that second life, rather. You know, because it's like we do. We have to live a second life. We have to have ambition again. We have to have a reason to wake up. We got to be fueled by something. We want to make money. You know, and then we we all gonna retire at a young age. You know, no matter how long your career is, you're still going to be at a young age. And it's going to be time to do something else. You know, so, you know that, you know, working on a lot of music right now, too. And that's been great. You know, Drake just did something on one of my song, one of my beats that I made. And uh, it leaked. And, you know, it might be on his album as a bonus or something. Uh, you know, I know his other artists made, uh, also made a track to it originally. Um, a couple of years ago. So just creating, man, you know, just keep my energy good and uh, creating. Did you say Drake? You're going to be on Drake's new album? Yeah, I might be on there. I might be on there. I might be on there as a bonus, but he, I already got the track. Yeah, I did a, I did a song. Uh, I, did, I made a beat like a few years ago and his artist uh, wrote a song for him on it. But his artist, I guess his artist chose to use it, but now Drake is going to just make the song again. So I, I guess they really love the beat. <laughs> they, I, I ain't never really seen two but make the same song on a beat and try to release it. So that's pretty dope. You know, I'm excited about that. In the words of my grandmother, you shitting in high cotton now, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, here's the good news. You're off the hot seat now, sir. Thank you for joining us today on Scoopy Radio. No, I appreciate you having me, man. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.